0: Welcome to the Mabeya Property Podcast, bringing you expert insights and personal stories from the ever-changing Costa del Sol real estate market. Remember, in the world of property, knowledge pays the best interest.
1: So welcome back to the Mabea Property Podcast and in today's episode, I'm pleased to welcome the dynamic duo, Kerti and Antti, who also happen to be my uh, dear friends and um, who have a remarkable part in real estate industry, really. Um, So they have an impressive uh, background in real estate, also in Estonia and uh, now uh, living in Mabea, so they bring today's episode uh, a wealth of experience and uh, a unique perspective to the table. Um, We're going to look into their personal Journey and uh, talk a little bit about the relocation to Mabea, uh, but also how they initially ventured into the real estate uh, world themselves. So welcome, Gerdi and Danti, and, and nice to have you over here.
2: Hello, hello. Thank you very much for
0: inviting. We are hello. super excited. Welcome. I'm hello, also everyone. here. Hello oh, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <Why> <laughs> 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 hello. <laughs> So thank you very much for being here. We are really excited because um, you are a very successful couple, which is uh, quite amazing and inspiring. So uh, what inspired you both to enter the real estate industry? Tell us.
3: Uh, I think I will open here. I started my real estate adventure back in 2015 when I bought my first house. And surprise, surprise, the realtor uh who I bought it from was Gerdi
0: <laughs> oh really this is how you met
2: yes but I lost the commission uh, because uh, <laughs> it, it was actually his friend uh, who wanted to uh, sell the house and uh, auntie recommended me as a broker all oh, right but, uh, the house was in uh, such a bad shape that I was uh, n- not able to sell it
3: it was in really bad shape and I was offering it to my to my friends mm-hmm. and then uh One of my friends told me, why don't you buy it yourself? It was a very big house with a big yard. And I went to the bank and I got the loan. So that's how it started. Gerdi was selling it for a couple months and then I came in and bought it.
0: So that's actually how your personal story and your business story started. You met with that property purchase.
2: Yes, but uh, actually we started to be together a lot later. Um, So he invited me for barbecue.
3: (laughs) That was about a year later.
0: In the house when it was all done. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a dream story. Come on. (laughs) Real uh, estate connecting people.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And then I invited Gerdi over for a barbecue about a year later. And she thought she's coming to sell the house again. Again. Okay. (laughs) And you got disappointed. (laughs) I wanted
0: to have my commission.
3: (laughs) Sure. Oh, you got a husband instead
0: yes that's also and that's not bad. much
2: better but I, I sold the house as well
1: also later off, you know
0: win-win, <laughs> win-win
1: yeah. okay in all the aspects so but uh, Gerdi tell me because uh, you started off as a realtor but then um, you also uh, build uh, your own uh, real estate uh, agency my home uh, Tallinn so how did you venture that
2: and, and uh, tell us maybe uh, a little bit about that Yes, my history with real estate is much longer. Uh, So, I have been in real estate um, uh, for 19 years now. And I started in Estonia in a big real estate company. uh, And I worked there for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. But uh, then I met my business partner, Kadri, Mm -hmm. also in in, in that uh, company. And um, we uh, saw that we have very similar understandings mm-hmm. of how things should be done and uh, and um, at that time it was a real estate boom in Estonia mm-hmm. really and there were a lot of foreign investors coming to Tallinn and, um, and they needed so much more than we was able to offer them mm-hmm. in this big real estate company. They needed uh, property management, they needed furnishing service, staging, all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we saw a cap in the market and uh, we started our own business and uh, it has been going uh, very well ever since. But uh,
1: because you've been, when did you found? What was the year that you founded uh, My Home
2: Tallinn? Uh, so yeah. I started in real estate mm-hmm. two thousand five mm-hmm. in the beginning, and uh, then we started My Home two thousand seven.
1: Okay, so basically it was uh, that was a time of the boom, but you also went through the difficult uh, times in the in oh the real yes estate over there. So. Oh
2: yes, yes, I have seen it all. So okay. uh, uh, today also it's a bit more quiet in the mm-hmm. market, but it's nothing compared to what was back then.
1: And just something that comes to my mind, because obviously being from the, from the same country and, and you guys have just returned from, uh, from Estonia. So do you find it also a little bit uh, weird or do you have the same sense that uh, what's happening in the real estate market in Estonia It's not what's happening over here in Spain. Like everybody thinks that if in Europe it's the same, like, oh, in Estonia, it's, you know, quiet or, you know, the uh, prices are still, or the transactions are not happening. Then people ask, oh, is it the same in Spain or sure it's going to be the same in
2: Spain. So, yes, uh, many people who are coming here, uh, who want to buy real estate here, they assume that the situation is pretty much the same, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Yeah. So it's, it's a surprise for them.
0: Yeah. So the short-term rental business is actually big in Tallinn. Is that because you have so many tourists coming to uh, Tallinn? Or? It, it,
2: it's not big in Tallinn, uh, really. But uh, but uh, yeah, we were able to um, make our um, also the mm-hmm. short-term rental business, mm-hmm. uh, and um, we made a success successful exit uh, from from that company. Yeah, as you well. were
0: managing over eighty properties, right?
2: That's correct, yes. So w- w-
0: what were the key factors to, su- to your success and what advice would you give someone looking to enter this market? If, if Don't.
2: Looking-
0: <laughs> <laughs> At least not in Tallinn.
2: <laughs> no, it's a joke. Uh, well, yeah, it's true that I have extensive experience in short-term rental management mm-hmm. as well. And um, uh, we were able to grow our uh, portfolio very fast despite uh, the fact that uh, the COVID came. Uh-huh. Uh, it was COVID time actually. Uh, and um, uh, we, we grow the portfolio very quickly. Thanks to the very clear like vision and strong branding we had, and also since um, uh, the. Uh, partners in this company. We were investors ourselves. We knew exactly what uh, what investors uh, like to have, what mm-hmm. kind of service they need. And what we offered them was uh, like a transparency. And also they got uh, live info about their property performance. So mm-hmm. it was something they really liked. And uh, and uh, that's why uh, we, we grow, grew very fast at that time. I
1: think that uh, one of the things um, when we got to know each other and we talked about the uh, short-term rental business, uh, it was really eye-opening for me to see what kind of uh, tools you guys were uh, using there to give this transparency to the to the investors. And we had an episode also over here with Jana Parker from Suncoaster. And uh, that's one of the questions I asked because I know over here in the market, um, it's not very uh, common. So maybe there is some tips and tricks that you can share to yeah, the people that, you know, because Camilla, also you know she's becoming a small property tycoon buying a second one (laughs) before you know it's gonna have 10 properties so how could she manage if she would have you know let's say five plus properties
2: and and still you know keep on top of everything herself so yes I could talk uh, hours about it because I used to do seminars in Estonia about short-term rentals and uh, the tips and tricks Um, okay so uh, but uh, to keep it short uh, this time uh, I would um, definitely recommend no matter if you have just one property or even if you have more of them I definitely recommend to have a proper um, uh, management software Mm -hmm. which helps to automate a lot of things like uh, messaging and... um... Also, the bookings coming in from different channels, and also you can, uh, if if you have Smart Lock, it generates the code itself. Do we have something like this here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are there are oh, many uh, many such cool. platforms. We I can need to continue <laughs> talking after we finish <laughs> <Yes>. it. Okay, <laughs> exactly. And uh, another thing uh, I definitely recommend everyone to do is to play with the pricing. Mm-hmm. This is uh, very often what um, small host uh, or like if you have a small portfolio, yeah. you, you are not doing, uh, but uh, actually to pl- uh, play with your prices every single day and if you're not able to do that, then use some sort of pricing software. This helps uh Quite a lot, yeah. and it works very well in the, especially in Costa del Solver. the market is very big and mm-hmm. and you have a lot of uh, competition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So
2: you mean like with an
1: algorithm that if you tweak your price system, basically it helps with the algorithms to kind of push a property forward or
2: yes, yes, it uh, it uh, takes uh, your um, competitors mm-hmm. in the area. Let's say you can put a radius like one kilometer, mm-hmm. two, two kilometer, three kilometer, whatever you like, and also you can uh, choose if your property is uh, mid scale or upscale mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. Lower scale um, quality and and um, also how many bedrooms you have, and then it is uh, suggesting the pricing. But you can always decide your own pace price if, mm-hmm. if it
0: seems to be too low for you or whatever. You can always choose your own pace. Yeah, that's interesting because, especially on booking, you know, I put like my property in there and then you put the prices, let's say, I don't know, 180 euros per night, and then booking comes like, well, we recommend to rent it for 51 euros a night because <laughs> that's the average price in your area. Yeah, right. yeah, that's no, but I, I always p- play with the with the offers also on booking um, Mm -hmm. because especially if you know you have an empty period Mm -hmm. which is coming up soon you ideally want to drop the price and you know, bring up offers, no, I guess. Yeah. That, that's
2: one thing. And uh, what what also the pricing tool is doing that if, if uh, let's say that uh, uh, someone wants to book your place a uh, long time ahead, then you, then uh, it usually gives like a uh, longer, um, uh, longer stays, like mm-hmm, yeah. uh, it's it's five mi- night minimum, for mm-hmm. instance, or seven night minimum. But when the time comes closer and you have some caps there, then mm-hmm. it uh, automatically changes the minimum stay uh, period. Mm-hmm. But you can so always it feels- set yeah, the- yeah, your yeah, own yeah. minimum. Yeah.
1: So it's basically optim- optimizing and maximizing. So I uh, ventured into this uh, management softwares and actually they're not expensive. I think you start paying by about uh, 30 or 40 euros per month uh, to use these softwares, They're online softwares. Um, I admit that I was a little bit uh, lazy seeing it uh, through, you know, and uh, and I didn't uh, merge into that, but uh, it was impressive to see the features. But I think it just takes a little bit of time to, to learn to how to into use that. it. Yeah. Exactly. But it's the same when you first list your property on Booking.com. I mean, it just. Oh, seems I still. Like, I'm exactly. still confused. Exactly. I have so. a super
0: host sitting next to
2: me right yeah. now, and he is oh, yeah? very good. Uh, well,
0: that's handy. That's great. I mean, you mm-hmm. you you know, both have different uh, mm-hmm. you know things to do in the company. That's fantastic. Yes. It's really inspiring to. to and see And we have couples. divided
3: it out, and uh, I am doing all the communication with the clients, and uh, she doing all the. Mm, Setting up and the pricing and, ah. and and all these things. So,
0: but let's do one step after the other because you know we, we want to be part of your journey. So, transition to Spain. Moving countries is a significant life decision. You know. So, what what did you what made you move to Spain and how did you manage the transition personally and professionally?
3: Uh, we uh, we moved here in somewhat logical way. We came here two winters ago. We came for a much needed holiday. We came for one month.
0: Oh, that's how it started. You just came for a holiday. And did we, you actually know each other before? Uh, no, no. So, uh-huh. uh, we
3: came for one month uh, and then we stayed for four. And we uh, tried by living in different places in uh, Cancelada, Las Chapas, Elviria, Marbella. Marbella and uh, after the first month, uh, we thought let's let's uh, let's stay for more time. Yeah. So we booked for another month, and we were bold enough uh, to contact Gretel directly because uh-huh. we saw it's an Estonian name behind. Yeah. uh and that's how we met and uh, she gave us her apartment.
0: Oh, that's how you met? Yeah.
2: yeah, we okay. they saw her listing in Airbnb and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. then I was looking great. Oh, it, uh, this name looks familiar to me. And I, of course, uh, found her in Facebook. So. Oh, <laughs> wow,
0: you're so clever, you Estonians.
1: <laughs> and I think I just recently been on a, a Estonian property podcast uh, talking about my uh, properties ah. in uh, in Spain. So they kind of put one and one together, you know. So, wow, yeah. yeah, I remember it was very inspiring. Yeah. for
2: us uh, at that time and
1: here we are now listen, so, so maybe
0: we can inspire some more people coming to yeah mm-hmm. it would be great to yeah, Spain. don't worry there is like
1: influx of Estonians <laughs> so.
0: so your lifestyle must have changed completely from a uh, life in Tallinn with usually low temperatures and clouds and rain to sunny Spain uh, how did you manage your business back in Tallinn or did you already exit from there and I mean tell us a little bit about your start here in Spain
2: yeah I still have the real estate company in Estonia it's, uh, it's running smoothly because okay. it's uh, already that the company and uh, and uh, we have um, we have uh, property management portfolio there and and also some brokers and uh, we have interior designer working for us so everything uh, works uh, works quite well over there right Uh, but of course I needed to do some changes that I'm not there physically myself anymore that much so uh, but other than that yes the life quality has changed a lot I must say that I actually like to live in, in Estonia in Tallinn. But compared here...
0: You prefer to live here. <laughs>
2: for sure. <laughs> for sure.
1: What do you think is the biggest uh, changes for you personally? Or how you feel that you changed since you moved to Spain?
3: I think the biggest change is that um, that the days are longer here. Mm. In like, you get your work done, then you can go to play paddle, golf, and you still go to dinner. Like, within one day, you live like one and a half days in from Estonia, so it's, a life it's weird, quality. but it's
1: it's true because you know mm. just now when I was there in the winter, I don't know if it's the, I I wouldn't say it's the daylight because it's not that you know we have so much longer days over here than in Estonia. Yes, probably by few yeah. hours in but, winter we too. Yeah, yeah but then it's I don't know if it's the amount of time that you spend by dressing up and dressing down in Estonia that probably takes like half the day as well. God, imagine if you have children because you have to dress them as well. Yeah, I know. It's like the day is over before you get the family out of the apartment. <laughs> yeah. No, it's know?
0: A le- I think it's a lack of daylight in the Northern European mm-hmm. countries, which is and the biggest course, difference. And la- of lack of sunlight as well. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And here it's true because uh, you can easily go off for dinner at nine, 10 o'clock still in the evening, you know, mm. so it's... Uh, yeah, it's actually weird if you go normal earlier. It's a thing to so do, you, oh, also to German. have wine on Tuesday evening, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is like forbidden in Estonia. No, I'm joking. So it's you not... successfully
0: settled here, enjoyed your life. And then at some point you decided uh, you want to get into business here. And I think you bought your first property here. When mm-hmm. was that? That's correct.
3: That was uh, because on, during the first winter when we were here, then we saw that the most expensive like, cost. cost monthly was the rent. Yeah. W- which that,
0: year did you come here? Sorry.
3: Uh, two years ago. 2022. Only
0: two years
1: ago. 21. Mm-hmm. 21, yeah. Okay. 21. Okay. 21, yeah.
3: Yep. Yes. 21.
1: Time flies, I think. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then we saw that that was the most uh, expensive cost during the monthly expenses. And also uh, in February, the war started mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Yeah. And Estonia has a border with Russia and that kind of made us recalculate our, our investments. I see. Okay. And, uh, but we are good decision makers and then we decided to sell a couple of things in Estonia mm-hmm. so that we could buy here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, so before clever. that, uh, I was taking auntie to window shopping, yeah. which she hates.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate uh, window shopping, and uh, but Gerdi was like, oh, let's go and see some things. Yeah, you, know. you need to understand
0: the market. I yeah. think it's
1: Absolutely. important. How many properties did you see before you made the decision to buy? Yeah.
3: I would say roughly 15, 10, yeah. 10 15.
1: 10, 15, yes. And but then, you had lived also in four at least yeah, four different yeah. apartments already during the we winter in different, in different areas. We lived in
3: different places and also our favorite was Elviria. Mm-hmm but Elviria has Marbella zip code Mm -hmm. and all the prices are immediately 50, 100,000 more. Yep. And then we went to the second best thing, Calahonda. There we go. (laughs) It's Actually, if you you didn't
0: listen to our last episode uh, about the differences of Marbella or especially Elviria and Calahonda, you should now and (coughs) you understand.
3: And then we we, uh, went window shopping. And usually when we go window shopping, then we decide to buy, mm-hmm. and then start working <laughs> to get the money together. So. We love clients like but,
1: that. But <laughs> uh, you had a funny story also with that particular apartment that you um, that you bought. So I think there is a story in it, but uh, it's like, don't try it at home. Uh, <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about yes, it? Yes,
3: we went to a urbanization, which we liked. Mm-hmm. And then we, let's say, we went to see a, a townhouse number four. Mm-hmm. But then we didn't have the money yet. We needed to go back uh, to Estonia to sell some things. And then I think it was a month later, uh, number one came to the market. Mm-hmm. But we knew the the area already. We knew the yard. And it was, a, I think, a little bit better because it's a side. The corner unit. Corner yeah. unit. And then we called the realtor and told him that we will buy it without seeing it. So, wow. And, and, and the seller's realtor, he just couldn't believe it.
0: <laughs> but actually, it it, it it since COVID it happens more and more. Mm. I had a few sales where people yeah, just but bought not it even the like a video viewing or something,
2: you know. So just just, just from the pictures. And yeah. it's not the only one we have been buying without seeing. Actually, we have
0: bought the three apartments like this. Yeah, but I have to say, and I would probably do the same because you know what you want. You know, you do the market study. You know exactly the community you want to be. You uh, you've seen everything from outside. Uh, of course, the condition of the property is kind of important, but. That, that was not important because you wanted to renovate anyway.
2: Like mustard, yellow ceilings, and and uh, a lot of cats and, and things like that. But we can uh, see behind Through it, it uh, yeah. what what you can do with it. Okay. Uh, so it it's it's not that important. Yeah. But did
0: you find um, two years back in the market compared to now that there was more on the market, more selection than now? For sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a big, difference. Sure. big
2: difference. Big yes. difference. Okay.
0: So looking back at your first purchase in Kala Honda, um, what do you wish you would have known before? Is there anything where you think, oh, I made a mistake there or why did I not know that before? Or did everything go very smooth?
3: I think for us, it went uh, very smoothly.
0: Yes, I, I, I think that the uh, buying
2: process here is uh, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. It's it's very convenient that you always have a lawyer who is doing the due diligence for you. And, and that I, I don't see like a, too much risk in here mm-hmm. uh, compared to Estonia, where actually all this work, due diligence and everything is done by a broker. And yeah. brokers don't have the legal knowledge actually to do all that. Yeah, and they're uh, not
0: neutral, really. They, they should be neutral. Yeah, OK. Well, here it's a little bit difficult, different because usually you're in between the two parts mm-hmm. and you want the deal to get done. But it's very important to, to get a lawyer involved who works on your behalf, basically, no?
2: Yes, and uh, that way I see that uh, it's much uh, uh, safer and easier here. Uh, Was there any surprises along the way
1: on the on the process when you purchased the property that uh, you thought, oh, that's different from from Estonia or, or unique to Spain?
3: I think the biggest difference is uh, is that the time it takes mm-hmm. to uh, to close a deal, mm-hmm. and uh, that that way it's a lot different because in Estonia you can do it in.
2: You can go to notary tomorrow, basically. If you find the property, you yeah, say that uh, you okay, I have the cash. I want to you buy. You don't it. even need to go to the notary. You can do it online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't even have to go to Estonia for yeah. buying a property because uh-huh. we have the opportunity to go to notary online.
1: Really? This mm-hmm. is such an advanced country. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I sold and uh, bought the property during the COVID year from my apartment here. And in here Spain, they so. make it so
0: complicated. Mm. Like, to even sign the private purchase contract, you need to be here. You can't do it online. It's just like. Uh, uh, much easier, mm-hmm. much more advanced, or, yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: The- um, but one of the things also, because I know that uh, you uh, purchased uh, the property uh, through a company and uh, you had an experience about, um, um, maybe you can share a little bit your experience about this uh, opening the bank account and everything, because that can be interesting to uh, to the listeners to, to uh, hear.
2: Yeah, it, it's not that e- easy process mm-hmm. that you are just uh, stepping into the bank and everyone is waiting for you to open the bank account. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, especially if you want to open it for a foreign company, it's mm-hmm. not possible. So actually we ended up um, opening it uh, as private persons,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but uh, but uh, we, we stepped into several
0: banks and uh, then mm-hmm. uh, it, it was not that easy. But did you find it different, like every bank is different, especially in client service and how they approached you? Yeah,
3: every bank was different and uh-huh. we were lucky. To go to where we have the accounts now. Yeah. We were lucky that uh, I met a nice woman who was uh, willing to listen to us. Yeah, und- und- understand what we want. And in other banks, it was just.
1: Let's do a little, com- uh, yeah. little uh, advertising moment, may I ask? Which is the bank?
3: Yeah. K- uh, Kaiksa. Kaiksa,
2: okay. So now okay. we have been sending all Estonians there. and... Um, yeah, I'm
0: with Kaiksa. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, because you have
2: two banks now. Because you have yeah the
0: um, yes, I use CAIXA, but mm. for the for like my business, uh, mm. but the mortgage I got with Bank Inter mm-hmm. uh, because I found them much more proactive. Mm. Um, and CAIXA, I think it really depends on the office which one you use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I was always in Elviria, but then the branch closed and I was moved to Marbella and then it really went downhill so I'm, I'm glad you're happy there it's mm-hmm. fantastic yeah, it's but, so important to have a good but they have bank. also office in Kalahonda yeah I know I've <laughs> tried that and well anyway let's uh, <laughs> <Can I> change <laughs> <on> the subject <laughs>
1: no because it was interesting because I asked also from, the, um, uh, from our contact in the bank that when we did the episode is uh, you know was there a, some sort of discrimination against uh, Estonians but Estonian foreign companies exactly the private people they don't have issues opening the banks but, uh, but for yeah. some reason for the Estonian companies, um, they were reluctant to open their bank accounts, but we uh, discussed it between ourselves and we don't this to do with this money laundering scandal Probably. years mm-hmm. ago with the Danska bank and uh, Swedbank from Sweden, but you know, something to to do possibly with that. I mean, our contact uh, uh, swore to me, we, he doesn't have a little black book with Estonia written <laughs> all over it, <laughs> but you know, uh, maybe it was just the timing, maybe it was just the people that uh, happened to be there. So.
0: But you bought the property in your Estonian company at the end or on your, Mm. on your, okay. Also with finance? No. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, Before we go to the next question, there is something that uh, you mentioned actually, Antti, and I wanted to come uh, back to. You said that um, why you decided to buy a property is that when you were looking at your monthly expenses that you saw that the biggest expense was the rent. Tell me about your monthly rituals, because that's something that I really admire and I love. Is like when I sometimes talk to you guys, you actually sit down together. Uh, I don't know how often, but uh, I understand that you really crunch the excel and review the bank accounts not a very sexy thing for the couples to do for oh, it's me, a nice, these, if I listen so to nice. that Camille is already shaking so her head cool. so cool I could just I couldn't give imagine advice doing that to people that are you know uh, that are couples or are in relationships you know how do you do it and you know how did you come about uh, doing these things and you know what's your what's your process so
2: Yes, auntie is actually a very good Excel uh, Excel guy. No. <laughs> so he's all about the numbers. So date and, night uh, is, uh, with
1: Excel. So. <laughs> for
2: sure, yes. He's all about the numbers and financing and, and all that stuff. And uh, when it comes to real estate, of course, I have a very mm-hmm. long background in real estate and, and also have been studying interior design. Mm-hmm. So I am always seeing what what you can do out of the properties, you know. Perfect match, I'd say. Yes. So, but yes, uh, talking about the rituals, uh, we, we, we do have our monthly... Mm, like the task <laughs> list or mm-hmm. w- whatever uh, we have uh, our weekly list uh, you know mm-hmm. you, you are uh, uh, the fan of lists
1: yeah I love my <laughs> so, lists of course I yeah, you know noticed so. <laughs> yes
2: yeah, so but uh, you
1: actually reflect back on you you kind of look you know what you spend in a month uh, what did you spend it on um And discuss together, you know, what changes need to be made or, you know, what's the goals that you want to get to and how you're going to get there soon. Yeah,
3: Yeah, and uh, especially during that uh, first uh, Mm -hmm. spell we spent here, Mm -hmm. then we had uh, like a monthly Excel to Mm -hmm. see how much it takes to be here, what's the biggest costs, uh, because we we had no idea, so Mm -hmm. I was tracking it. And then... but,
2: but otherwise we don't uh, measure like how much do we spend in a restaurant or how much uh, we are spending yeah. on food or we, mm-hmm. we don't have such thing. Mm-hmm. We we do um, like a bigger picture, mm-hmm. like uh, what uh, assets we have mm-hmm. and uh, what should we sell, what should we buy. So clever. Uh, 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 and of course we have a uh, very detailed calculations on, on yield of mm-hmm. each property. So, so we know which one is performing, maybe which one is uh, less successful. So maybe we should sell that one and buy something else. We always. Uh, look these things. So you look at it very pragmatically basically
1: because uh, that's one of the things it's uh, you know on the first property I always do my first uh, yearly uh, calculation but uh, down the road you know the older properties I realize also I'm not going back there They're definitely mm-hmm. not on a monthly or quarterly basis. I usually do like in a year because I want to compare year to year yeah. um, but what I like is you know obviously that would be the best thing especially if you have more assets and you know you guys have between Estonia and, and Spain is to look at it and make the decision you know what to cut and uh, you know how to move forward so
0: yes Yes. yeah very inspiring I have to say because you know I I, there are many couples who live here and they they don't even consider to buy a property and uh, this is this fantastic the way or talk about uh, yeah or talk about it and and actually see that it could be cheaper to own a property and pay um, the mortgage rather than than the rent but obviously you have the real estate background Mm -hmm. which Gives, you are more open-minded towards uh, buying. So. Yeah, we also have many friends
2: who have been coming here uh, mm-hmm. every winter, like for 10 years, uh, but they are still renting for one reason or, uh, reason mm-hmm. or another. Uh, but um, but yeah, I think that uh, it's very important to jump on that train and uh, make the purchase at some point because mm-hmm. then it starts to live its own life. And, yeah, and if you need to upgrade later on, it's much easier to do mm-hmm. because uh, historically, uh, uh, real estate prices are going up anyway okay the economics are, can do ups and downs and whatever but uh, but historically it's anyway growing it's only one way direction yeah, yeah. if
1: you look at uh, 10 years then yeah show me a property that uh, you know in 10 years didn't uh, make money basically yeah, but, but today you have successfully sold that uh, property already so what was next for you
3: uh, next was window shopping again. Window shopping
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you, because it's I find your journey very interesting. So you, when you bought this property, you already uh, bought it with the intention to sell it, to flip it? Or were you initially living in it? What was your idea behind your first purchase? Uh, There was no uh, no idea. We just wanted to come here to be
2: here and then see what's uh, what's uh, life uh, about.
0: Yes. And then you renovated the uh, the place. We did.
2: Yeah. We didn't do the extensive renovation Mm -hmm. there because the bathrooms are already okay. The kitchen was done, but we of course painted it, uh, furnished it completely. Yeah. We did
0: uh, all improvements. Yeah. 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 And then you saw the market is going up and time is not bad. So obviously it was uh, probably a no brainer for you being in this industry. To decide to sell it, right? Yes,
2: uh, we just wanted to move forward. We wanted to have a little bit bigger place, yeah. and uh, yeah, the needs are changing when you live uh, in it. And yeah. uh, but but it was also perfect rental property. We rented out, uh, rented it out uh, during the period we are we were not here, and it uh, it made a significant income uh, during that period. So it's 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 really good investment. Well impressed. Well impressed. So before we're going to dig
1: into the next uh, Spanish property purchase and talk a little bit about the Spain market in, in more detail, let's take a little break.
0: Enjoying the podcast? Then join our growing community on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for the latest updates. More information in the show notes.
1: So welcome back from the break. Um, we are here in the studio with uh, Gerdi and Antti, uh, who have relocated to Spain two years ago from my home country, Estonia, and who are real estate investors themselves and just talking a little bit about their journey and uh, about their uh uh, purchases over here in Spain. So uh, before the break, we just talked about your first property um, that I mentioned that uh, now is successfully sold. Uh, we sent off Fenty to window shopping again and then uh, let's come back to where did you end up uh, next?
3: Uh, we were looking for our investors. We were looking for uh, different places. And then Gerdi one morning told me, you have to come and look this thing. At- uh, I I o- always wanted to have a little bit bigger place here, and then we went to see a penthouse mm-hmm. in Riviera, mm-hmm. and it it uh, it brought the goosebumps. So oh
0: yeah, good ticked all the boxes. Yeah, the agent.
3: It ticked the uh, it ticked <laughs> the boxes, and but we had. No, no available funds. Mm-hmm. I like that one. <laughs> uh, oh my God! <laughs> yeah. And the next day, because we were second viewers, it was significantly <laughs> under the market price, mm-hmm. in our opinion, and we made the booking the next day. Yes. And then we knew we have a couple. Well, oh, co- you reserved
0: the property. Yes. yes. We Although did. you didn't have the funds in place to buy it. Yes. Uh, cool. uh, <laughs> your team <teen class. laughs> Okay. <laughs> Interesting.
3: And then we went. Uh, <laughs> then we went quickly to the three Fs.
1: Yeah, friends, fools, and family. Uh
3: huh. Started scraping the money together. <laughs> oh my God! Because we, we had the ten percent, but the ninety percent was not covered at, at that moment. It <laughs> was
1: Quite significant. <laughs> okay, not yeah. sweating, you know. So yeah. But so... that was
3: quite intense. Two three weeks. And we got the money together one day before notary.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And they sold their property at the same time, their other properties. So it's like everything came together, no? Yeah. Well, we, sometimes we you actually have to had the money,
2: but uh, yeah, it was uh, still uh, tied up in, a... in another property. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. uh, the but, uh, opportunities always come up when it's not good time. Uh, yeah, but then course. you have to be uh, bold enough to make the decision. Uh, so and that's the difficult yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No Mm -hmm. risk, no fun, and obviously sometimes you need to be risky in this industry to Mm -hmm. uh, to to be exactly to be successful.
1: And there, you completely ripped out the interior of that property, and you're going through an extensive renovation right now. If I'm not wrong, no.
0: Yeah,
2: correct. Uh, At the moment, there is renovation going on, but uh, we already move in uh, end of uh,
0: February. Ah, oh, so but it, you you're doing the renovation um, for you to move in, or is it still like oh, let's see what's going to happen, maybe. <laughs> We no, 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 no. Uh, that's
2: definitely, your home.
0: Uh, no, we're going to use this. Uh, we, we don't make
2: uh, forever homes. Yeah. We, don't do, <laughs> we that. don't do that. We We usually have <laughs> home for one, two,
0: max three years. But uh, then uh, then we anyway sell it. We don't make uh, forever homes. You know, that's interesting. Just last night I was talking to my husband and um, now we bought our second uh, investment property and the market has changed so much since we bought it. We bought our, our house in the first week of COVID. Everyone mm. said don't and oh my God, it's it's gonna the world is gonna come to an end basically um and looking back now and with the reform we did obviously the price of the property we have our house our home increased so much so i said to my husband could you actually imagine of selling our home and uh, and we both said no we just i cannot imagine to leave this home because i don't think i find anything else like that so it's interesting and this is probably the way you do it the way to do it because you buy and sell and buy and sell and eventually you end up living in sierra. Blanca hopefully um, <laughs> but you know i'm so personally emotionally attached to my house that i could not imagine of, of selling it i'm um, like Gerdia in that sense that uh, although they say
1: that uh, don't count the home as an investment you know because it's an expense uh, but i think that uh, you can uh, by changing and swapping the home and taking advantage of a tax break that home offers, you know, both in Spain and in Estonia, mm. this is what has kind of, uh, it's not just the salary and all the extra revenues that I'm making on the side from the side hustles, but this is how actually you can considerably increase your capital yeah, f- and, and totally. uh, make good money. You know, I was juggling, you know, the homes here and the homes in Estonia. So I was like doubling
0: up on, uh, on that side as well. Yeah, and, I mean, I would probably double my investment on my house, but then where do I move? What do I do? I don't have a garden anymore because obviously you can't find a property these days, mm-hmm. which gives you the same for the same money we yeah. bought uh, a couple of years well, ago. Well, you even mentioned
1: that uh, you have six deals at the moment uh, going on all at the same yeah. time. And you, you were saying, <laughs> you're almost crying that you don't have properties for sale. And I actually thought, hmm, <laughs> should I put my property for yeah, sale? Yeah, no, know? no,
0: that's actually why I spoke to my husband, because, you know, now it's probably the best time to sell or put a small house in Calahonda with a garden on the market. But anyway, no, I, I, not for now. So back
1: to your journey, Alex, you can take a seat, don't (laughs) worry about it, but uh, let's talk a little bit because we uh, digged a little bit around in your pockets and in your wallet, but um, also what you've done is like once you settled in over here, um, you established a a new division for my home over here in Spain and um, You're assisting a lot of Estonian investors that obviously have ongoing relationships from Estonia uh, to kind of make the property purchases over here. So what do you think have been the unique challenges and opportunities in bridging this real estate investments from between Estonia and, and Spain and How's the? What's the main
2: differences? Yeah, well, it, it was not our original plan to start a real estate business here, really, uh, but uh, it it kind of uh, turned out as uh, as the logical step mm-hmm. because um, uh, we got a lot of like uh, fellow investors and friends starting to ask about how uh, how, how we bought mm-hmm. and and ask advice um, on this and that and and yeah, then it it. Natural turned out to be yes uh, and, and uh, these days there's huge demand uh, and it's growing uh, from uh, from Estonia um, I think it's partially of course uh, because of the war and, mm. and uh, people don't want to keep their eggs in the same basket basically mm-hmm. uh, so they want to invest outside of Estonia of course some uh, may go to uh, Dubai or other countries to invest but uh, but I think the, um, uh, the Spain has a lot of advantages because it's Europe it's easy to uh, fly from here to Estonia or pretty much much anywhere. Malaga Airport is quite big and very good direct connections. So there are a lot of uh, advantages.
1: in so Spain. what's your main uh, arguments pro Spain uh, to them when they look specifically for investment properties?
2: Actually, I, I don't convince anybody to come here. Um, they, they have to make the, the decision ultimately themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do the jail so mm-hmm. because uh, when they come to us, they actually have made the decision already that they want to have something here. Yeah. So so that's a, that's a really good part. Uh, I don't have to convince anyone. But. but-
0: but but sorry but, but, but. what are their main concerns for investors uh, investing here in Spain from Estonia
2: um, i think main concerns is um, is that um uh, the entire system is different you know it's you, you can't expect that everything is the way it is in Estonia mm-hmm. and and um, it's uh, just uh, maybe uh, you can help me to like uh, what what you have seen like what what's the main uh, main questions or right. hesitation, what keeps people
3: maybe? Every... I think the main, main hesitation at first is, you know, doing the transaction here, mm-hmm. sending the money to a lawyer's account here. Uh, maybe also the trouble of uh, flying over, mm-hmm. looking for a place, making the decision, cause when we go on these viewing days, mm, then there's, you know, you run through 10 places mm-hmm. and then you have to make a des- some kind of decision. Otherwise yeah.
1: it's worthless, right?
0: Yeah. And time. you are
2: here so limited time. So it's, it's, yeah, it, then you have to really like uh, get the feeling that, okay, this is the right uh, investment.
0: And yeah, and yeah, of course. But this is actually how we met because mm-hmm. we collaborated on a sale together just a couple of months ago. Well, yes. like yeah. maybe six months ago. And uh, I've, yeah, that's how we met. You had an investing client from Estonia who mm-hmm. bought one of my listings and it was a very smooth and easy Communication and wasn't it um, Maria, the lawyer we had mm-hmm. on the show? Probably before a big happy was... podcast family. Yes. <laughs> <Yes. Actually, laughs> Where was I? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that uh, that was. And she, I hope she's still very happy with the place. She is indeed. Is yeah. she renting it out or? Uh, no, she's there uh, herself
2: at the moment. Okay. She's painting the wall, nice. one of the walls there, cool. and uh, repairing the terrace a bit. Yeah. But uh, other than that, the property was just in perfect
1: shape. Yeah, so it was a
0: lovely no... how yeah. a lovely apartment in uh, Miraflores.
1: Yes. So the million dollar question of any investor Ooh. and probably the favorite question of each Estonian, what is the ROI like compared to Estonia?
3: That's a very simple answer. It's about double. Is
2: it? Yeah, it really is. Uh, in, in today's market in Estonia, the, the real estate prices are very high and um, the rents uh, have decreased. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, and uh, it's very difficult for investors to uh, find uh, good properties to buy, which uh, have a good yield. So uh, it's definitely much better here at the moment. But what's your recommendation to people
1: as well? Do you know anybody who has put the properties for a long-term rent uh, or is it mostly short-term rent? Because I, I assume that most of the people, they want to use the property at uh, one moment or another themselves
0: as well, no? Actually, we have had no experience with a long-term mm-hmm. rent yet. But when you have uh, investors who buy a property uh, through you, do you also offer to manage it for them and do the, the, the short-term rentals? Uh, we have tried to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I'm constantly uh, trying to go around that because <laughs> yes. everyone asks me the question. I'm like, well, yes. I'm too busy.
2: But, uh, but yeah, since we know what we are doing Uh, when it comes to short-term rentals, then yes, uh, some fellow investors have been lucky enough to (laughs) get our service. Okay. So you are
0: thinking of creating a kind of a side business of uh, offering Uh, this management of the short-term rentals?
2: Yes, a little bit, but uh, we don't want to do it in a big scale. Yeah. Definitely not. I can tell you it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, yes. And you
1: already have, uh, you have also clients that have uh, bought the properties over here with the aim to flip it or to sell it. Or not really. Or just that comes
2: kind of around
1: during the process.
2: Not not really. Uh, may, maybe there are some, mm-hmm. but uh, but um, we don't just maybe know mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Any funny stories or challenging stories about uh, renovating properties over here?
3: Uh, I think we have several. Yeah. So I think <laughs> the the. The weirdest thing here is the deliveries of stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. So you get the calls like they are already behind the door or they are coming between nine to three. And they never show uh, up. Or they never show up. Three
1: a.m. <laughs> or
3: they come to the wrong address. And we have several times had a delivery to our uh, to our home instead of the correct place. Yeah. And that's the... But I am the... I am managing the deliveries, so I get to run around and and uh, communicate in my in my Spanish and
2: practicing your Spanish. How is your Spanish? Well, we are we are learning every
0: day, but uh, right now we are speaking Spanglish. Spanglish. But do you find it difficult to deal with everything, especially uh, builders and you know deliveries and things like this. Uh, do 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 you find that they speak English or is it still more difficult to get along without speaking Spanish? Actually, they do speak English, but uh,
2: but uh, we are very happy if we can uh, find the people who don't because then mm-hmm. uh, you actually you can learn. actually learn.
0: Yeah. yeah, you
3: can actually learn, and then you have to actually listen and understand some words. Then uh, I, I have a little notebook where I write down the sentences that I need of to ask. You do. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and, uh, but other than that, because uh, Spanish is for me is my sixth language. Wow. So I'm picking up languages quite good. So Obviously,
1: six languages. <laughs> because you also went to a professional school or, or language school or you were planning to go, I know, no? Because you really wanted to immerse yourself and and. We took online integrate.
3: courses. Mm-hmm. Yes. Took online courses and then, yeah. But then then also the days are so hectic, Mm -hmm. it's even difficult to put uh, like, uh, let's do every Tuesday and Thursday Mm -hmm. uh, language class. No can do.
1: And uh, so coming back to the funny story. So delivery is definitely I can relate and Mm -hmm. uh, and agree to that. Um, Maybe some uh, more tips about the renovation process or, you know, what's your insider's discoveries
2: over here
0: in Spain? I yeah, think. or with builders. I mean, you must have made experience with builders.
2: Yeah, we have a lot of experience, but now we have a very good team finally yeah. in 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 every way. And I think that the Fantastic. investing abroad or investing anywhere, basically, it's very important to have Your a own very, very good team. You have to have a very good real estate broker, yeah. lawyer is important here, um, handyman, cleaner, uh, you know, the entire team basically. So, and today we really have that, but of course we have tried different, um, different uh, guys and um trial and error right mm-hmm. yes yeah. yes yeah.
0: you need to make your your experience yes
2: yeah. but it's it's anywhere it's it's the same with estonia uh, i mean uh, you can also test out the guy there and then uh, get of the course. same uh, same experience so it's it's nothing to do with spain basically okay So maybe going back a little bit to your personal investment
1: strategy. So how do you both approach uh, property investment? So, and has your strategy evolved over the years, you would say?
3: Mm, I think uh, we have an interesting combo where I like to look at the square meters Mm -hmm. and to get some kind of logic, because in Estonia, everything is based on price per square meter. Mm -hmm. Here, the same logic doesn't apply, Mm -hmm. but. I like to apply it, so I like to <laughs> see like if you get more space for less money, then I think it makes sense because you can add value to it. Uh, the square meter stay the same mm-hmm. and you can just raise the square meter price and it and it automatically. Yeah, it's
0: difficult square, me- square meter price. No?
3: I think
1: here it's, it's just because um, the area is so big. So as soon as you move the property, the more inland you move it. Mm-hmm the more the square meter price basically uh, changes. Crops. But if you have your certain zone and you're comparing there the
0: square meter price, then yeah, I think you're easy, comparing huh? apples mm-hmm. to apples basically. But it you know? still depends so much on the view, on the orientation mm-hmm. and on the condition. Mm-hmm. And that can vary so much. The condition is always for. And it mostly. really depends also on the vendor's idea of what they want to mm-hmm. sell it for. Because mm-hmm. when I list properties, we've been talking about that before, I do my valuation, but that doesn't mean that the vendor has the same idea than me. Because it obviously depends when they bought it, how much tax they have to pay when they sell it, and that all influences the price. So I always recommend every buyer, investor to try and negotiate the price well and also do exactly what you did. Do window shopping, get familiar with the market to kind of understand the market prices. Mm -hmm. it's It's very important to know.
3: And also with these viewings. You can also understand what you like and what you certainly don't like. Very true. Then you can also like to get the the picking strategy also a lot sharper.
0: Yeah. But also when you use an agent for you to um, look for properties, which I guess you don't do that anymore now. You basically work uh, for yourself and you know how to find the properties yourself. But it's important that your agent understands what you want. And exactly what you say, what you don't want sometimes is more important than... You know, it limited more the options.
2: Yes. And uh, when clients come here, then they have one idea what they want to buy. Mm-hmm. But when they have seen a couple of properties, then it usually changes. Completely changes. changes. Oh, yes. yes. And that's very interesting, but uh, it's, it's very common. Yeah that they see it like that.
1: Do you go and see the properties even if you're not actively looking uh, yourself for a property? Okay, obviously, because you look for other investors. So that's like a weekly task list mm-hmm. includes viewing some properties, no?
2: Definitely, yes. Mm. Yes, because uh, there are always investors who who, who want to buy something, mm-hmm. but uh, they, uh, they they don't necessarily come here like all the time, mm-hmm. but they say that, okay, I'm coming. If you find something interesting for yeah. me, we do the video
0: viewings and, and things like that. So. But how do you find it in today's market? More difficult to find the right properties? How do you see the prices? going but, up and down at the moment how, what, what's your point of view on the market today and how easy is it to find good properties for your investors yeah it's it's pretty difficult I'm scrolling uh, resales
2: every single day of course and and uh, the investors we have are having very different um, um, budgets and and very different uh, wishes mm-hmm. uh, but the common thing uh, which um, which the average investor want is too bad to bid uh, uh, mm-hmm. and around three to four hundred thousand this mm-hmm. is the average okay. and of course it has to be a walking distance to the beach and the mean it is uh, so th- sea views <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, all yeah. that yeah, yeah. we <laughs> yeah. know we know yes. okay. yeah it's not it's not easy at the moment I I, I find it very difficult uh, we just need more listings yes. <laughs> so if there's someone out there who wants to sell a property <laughs> give me a call yeah,
1: DM um, I think one of the uh, the things that you can also share insights is because you have um, investment portfolio that spans across two countries, Estonia and Spain. Um, so the key insights on how do you manage to do it? So when you were in Estonia during the summer, how did you manage to manage the properties uh, from distance in Spain? Because do you I think. Rest? That's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, I'm sure that you have some funny stories, you know, uh, about that as well, but uh, that's interesting because I think uh, one of the concerns sometimes that people have, it's like, okay, I can buy the property, but then what, you know, it's like, who's going to help me or if something breaks or, you know.
3: I think uh, it comes back to the same thing that you need to have a really good team. Mm -hmm. Like in both countries, when we are in Estonia, we have our Shirley here. Mm -hmm. And when we are here, then we have our person in Estonia. And it's all about, you know, and then it's just communication, just getting the, if if, things happen, always they
2: happen when you leave the country, right? Yes, yes, that's true. But, uh, but yeah, you need to have good uh, people around you who you can trust and Mm -hmm. who is always there for you. And, and uh, this is the most important. Yes. Yeah.
1: I remember having dinner one evening in, with my family in Elvira and getting a call from auntie that (laughs) the tenants lock themselves out. If I have a call, if I have a (laughs) A number for the locksmith, you know, so I went for the rescue mission. Uh, Funnily enough, I was literally just next door to that urbanization saved the girls
3: and now we have a very good locksmith and now they have a very good locksmith <laughs> you see, so. that's
1: definitely someone you need on your list if you yes. yeah. do property management I don't know I had this uh, period in my life like in a year I locked myself out like on four or five different on locations I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened
0: so I kind of became friends with him you know yeah, So better because otherwise it becomes very expensive
1: repeat business you know so yeah
0: for yeah sure. there's always uh, things to, to it especially the more properties you have and you manage uh, it doesn't matter if it's in Spain or in in Estonia or all over the world, really um, more things can happen and you need a good team to work with. I think that's that's very important. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the future of real estate in Marbella, because, you know, now you're stepping into the real estate business yourself, which is just a natural outcome of your life, basically. Um, so from your experience, uh, how do you see the real estate market in Marbella evolving and what sort of trends? should uh, investors be aware of what what what's your prediction for the future
2: well i'm not an expert of uh, Marpeya property market yet well, yeah. uh, i think you, you I can think you're getting there <laughs> you can you can tell more about it but uh, but uh, what i uh, have a feeling about is that the market is still uh, of course growing but uh, it's stably growing. It, it's it's not uh, it's not mm-hmm. too crazy, but uh, but uh, definitely uh, maybe maybe some nationalities uh, want to sell, but then there are others who want to buy, and uh, and we can see that there are a lot of like Estonians, Latvians, Lithuanians mm-hmm. from Poland, yeah. uh, all all these kind of countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, the demand is growing, I think. Um, so
0: yeah, I think it's very interesting. Um... Although I work in this industry for many years, I always really enjoy to talk to other agents because every agent or everyone involved in the real estate business also works with different nationalities and different sorts of clients and different sorts of budgets. And, you know, everyone can have a different view on today's market and what the future will be also in different areas. So, you know, everyone has a different uh, opinion. And that's why I always like to ask the question, how how you see the future? I think the future is going to be good.
2: Yeah, I think so too. At <laughs> uh, at least uh, yeah. it seems so at the moment. Because I
1: think also a lot of the the type of buyers that uh, you have from Estonia, they buy the properties and they also then go through an extensive uh, renovation that uh, you guys are assisting uh, over here before they put it to kind of on the on the short term rent or,
2: you know, use it a little bit themselves. So yeah, it's very difficult to find a property which is already renovated and which which looks good and you can immediately start to rent it or start to use it. Mm -hmm. Um, They normally need uh, more or less renovations
1: And even the properties that I've seen now, there is a little bit more renovated properties, I feel, on the market. Yep. But I don't know what the hell is happening, but the people have such a poor taste. So it's almost I wish it wasn't renovated because I feel it doesn't add the value. Yeah,
0: sometimes the renovation uh, doesn't do the property good or the sale, justice, because if yeah. you do it either in a very bad way, mm-hmm. basically a buyer has to do it again. But obviously the person yeah. who's selling it is calculating the cost they had for the renovation. Yeah. And then it's very difficult to find the right price. Or uh, they just have a bad taste. I've they seen just everything. have a bad
1: taste because I think also what is super important and I think what a lot of um, people uh, from abroad renovating the properties, the mistake that they do is that the style uh, that they choose uh, to use for example if you yep. if you're in Estonia there is a lot of like this uh, very Scandinavian minimalistic uh, feel but then you buy in this little Andalusian urbanization like that has this character and you try to put this like uh, bland IKEA shit in there Yeah, boring. Beep, beep. Uh, <laughs> you know it, it doesn't even fit because you know when you're inside and what it's outside I do believe that you have to kind of embrace the character of the location as well but maybe also uh, picking your brain uh, before we move on to the um, uh, final questions as an interior designer, what do you think when you renovate, for example, properties or the investor comes to you and says, okay, I want to renovate it with the aim to, you know, maximize the, the profit when I resell the property. What's the areas that give the property the most value and what's like, if you're on a budget, maybe what's the areas that you would say, okay, if I would have to cut the budget, then I wouldn't, you know, touch these areas, but what's the must
2: do and what's the things that you feel that doesn't actually make a difference? What uh, what adds value the most is of course good bathrooms and uh, kitchen of course and this is the most expensive also. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to flipping as well, then um, uh, we talked about the square meter price and square meters earlier. So um, it's uh, if you buy a small property, you have to renovate the bathroom and kitchen anyway, mm-hmm. but then you don't have so many square meters to sell afterwards. So you can't uh, like okay. to make the profit, the good yeah. profit out of it. So uh, the more square meters you have, you basically can stretch it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can stretch it and you can uh, actually sell it for a higher price. So these, these two are, are the most expensive investments mm-hmm. to do. But of course, everything else as well, if you, if you make a nice bathroom, a nice kitchen, but then you still have this very old furniture in there. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't, uh, doesn't mm-hmm. work. I think one of the things that uh, people quite often
1: spend money on, but doesn't actually uh, translate into the profit, surprise, surprise, is the flooring very true so yeah. flooring can cost you a lot of money especially mm-hmm. the bigger the square meter to put the new floor in but in reality it doesn't add value and the second part is because in, Esto- in Estonia in Spain uh, most of the properties have uh, marble or, or you know stone uh, floors they are quite easily uh, polished polished and, and, and you nicer. know brought up to the to the standard and yeah. you know with a little bit of carpeting and, and new furniture really you can uh, you can really live with putting new floors and you know that's what I've kind yeah. of looked into when I was uh, um, flipping and doing some properties. I made the mistake in the beginning I think this uh, uh, new floor but now you know whenever I go to see the properties the first thing that I do is I cut the floor. Or like yeah uh,
0: very true and we've been talking about that before and that made me decide not to do the floor in my second apartment because mm-hmm. I did it in the first one and it looks amazing and I love it but the cost of it to do the floor worse Extreme. So, um, yeah. Yeah. if you do renovate the bathrooms,
1: then there is point of yeah, uh, doing, doing the, the floors floor, over there because you can also put the underfloor heating, which kind of adds, uh, you know, value, a great yeah. value and a great comfort, Definitely. especially if you're doing a rental property.
2: Yes, for the bathrooms, I totally agree. the The floor heating is necessary, but the Estonians come here and uh, they are like, uh, I want to have floor heating all over the apartment, mm. yeah. uh, and this is the this is not standard here, and and uh, this is also not necessary. N- n- really. not that at all these three months, uh, it's a bit colder here. It's basically
0: like Estonian summer. So, why do you need floor yeah. heating? I don't understand that really. I think the biggest uh, change uh, for a place is always the kitchen. Yes, and if you um, start to invest in your own properties with a kind of limited budget and you want to do the renovation. Do the kitchen. I think that gives the biggest change and the furniture, of course, and the style. And from this, how do you call it? This funny wall uh, to flat walls. Um, yes. Also not cheap, but that makes a big, big difference.
2: Yeah, yeah. This uh, this um, funny walls, like you say. How is it called?
0: <laughs> do you
2: know? Tiles?
0: No, no, no. no, no Was like? it uh, plastered? This... Oh, ah, like structured, a old school uh, building uh, yeah,
1: one. It's structured. Teardrop wall, I think. Teardrops is called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, this makes me it cry looks like somebody vomited on yeah, the wall exactly. basically and it. just tripling and trickling really down. So um, so moving on to the final part, what's uh, what's the advice that you would give to somebody looking to, you know, start
2: investing in Mabeja or relocating over here? Um, well, I think everything starts from the budget, really. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we have clients who, who um, contact us and they want to buy for hundred hundred fifty thousand, but it's impossible here in Costa del Sol, mm-hmm. basically. So then they have to look other areas of Spain, uh, maybe Costa Brava, Costa Blanca, where the prices are still much uh, lower. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it starts from there. Mm-hmm. And um, looking back at your journey, what is the biggest
1: maybe key takeaways or lessons that you've learned and you would like to share with the listeners?
3: I think the biggest one is don't overthink. Mm-hmm. Just uh, for us, it's been, uh, we are doing, we have done now over the past year, like several transactions a year. And that has helped us to move forward. Mm-hmm. And we have not like overanalyzed like uh, to the, uh, to the you know, the final budget mm-hmm. to the last euro. Like we have said, let's take it, let's move. Let's see what the happens. Biggest, the biggest risk is that we sell it with the same money.
2: And, and we are not uh, falling in love in our properties,
0: Camilla. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's my Yeah, <laughs> I think also in,
1: in the market where we are, you know, there is a good saying, you snooze, you lose. So if you kind of overthink and you analyze, you know, before you know, the opportunity mm-hmm. might be gone. So like you said, sometimes you have to just, you know, take action and, and move. And exactly.
0: I was overthinking it so much and I was doubting it so much when I, when I bought my house and when I bought the first apartment. And now I'm completely away from that because both decisions were the best decisions mm-hmm. in my life and now with the with the second apartment i know like, what can go wrong and as you say what if the worst comes to the worst you sell it without making any profit yeah. but you still really if you if you buy well you don't lose
2: mm-hmm. yeah and you you know the market so well and you are a real estate agent yourself you know you can always sell it and you you don't have too high costs associated with this because you yeah. are the broker yeah. so uh, yeah
0: I think makes it's it easier e- Makes for it you. easier. Yeah. And uh, talking about the vision of the future, what are your future plans and ambitions in real estate sector, like both in Spain and potentially maybe other markets and countries?
3: Mm, we are planning to uh, grow our portfolio. In Spain? In Spain.
0: What about Estonia? Still. Uh, we, we still have several properties in Estonia. But you're not actively looking to increase your portfolio in Estonia? You not, want to focus more on Spain?
2: Not at the moment. Okay. Um, all, all that um, situation with the war and, and everything uh, so unstable. We at the moment uh, don't buy anything more in Estonia. We have there some properties and uh, we'll see. Maybe we sell some, but maybe not. And yeah, we, we want to grow our portfolio and also to help our fellow investors uh, yeah. who, who want to buy here and, uh, and uh, kind of grow together and, and to do things together.
0: Well, I must say you are a very inspiring couple. Um, it's amazing how you work together and how you put your skills uh, together and a good combination uh, and, and the way you, 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 your vision is and you work together is for me very, very cool fantastic go on like thank that <laughs> and i hope it it, it it inspires a lot of our listeners too yeah and uh, thank you for agreeing
1: to come and uh, share your uh, journey and uh, your personal uh, story and uh, who knows maybe we'll connect again in in few years in another episode yeah. and, and you know reflect back on, on we today's we in sierra blanca yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely <and> <laughs> in sierra blanca then we're going to be recording there and we're going to be on netflix with camilla <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: well all the best yeah. for your future i will definitely follow um your journey and uh I think there's more to come, and I wish you a lot of success.
3: Thanks a lot for Thank inviting you. us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank bye you. Bye. Bye.
1: So, bye. See you next week.